0: Welcome to Sports Jam. We're your hosts, Jan Perez, Samuel Amari. We're gonna talk some sports. Talking about the NBA. Crazy thing happened today. Cavs send three unprotected first-round picks, two pick swaps. Larry marketing Sorry if I bo- if I botch botched this name. Chair Agbaji and context sexton to utah for donovan mitchell sammy what are your opinions well first off i gotta open by saying thank you to both of these gms for waiting till our first episode to making this huge trade you know they could have easily just waited until right after we uploaded this episode but thank god they didn't first off i'm gonna say very crazy that donovan mitchell ended up going for less than rudy gobert i would have never guessed that um those Cavs picks i don't think they're gonna be that valuable with mobley and mitchell and sexton not sexton so, uh and uh darius garland and Garland. yes so you're you're thinking that due to how stacked this team is for years to come that these pick swaps and these first runner protectors don't really mean anything well you look at those guys and garland and mobley are both under 22 and mitchell's still just getting to his second contract now so, those guys are going to be good for a long time. It's a good young core on that squad. And by the time, you know, those picks get back to them, they start getting their own picks back, that's when those guys are going to start aging. So, I don't put much value in those. Uh, the Jazz got Sexton, and they just um, signed him to it. It was a sign-and-trade for your $75 million. So, Sexton is signed, and hey, you can have your opinion on Sexton. He could have or could not have been the reason that, that his garland didn't work out until he got injured, but... I would say that Colin Sexton is a good sign. So for a team like the Jazz that I think are now just in straight rebuild mode, having a young guy like Sexton to, I don't know, maybe build up on, maybe keep for a couple years, see see if they can use him in another trade now that they got, how many, was it 13 first round picks? Yeah, they, they're competing with OKC now for their picks, but um, the fact that they signed him right away shows they placed some value in Sexton. He wasn't just there to make the contracts work, so they got to like him to some degree. He's going to put up points on the board for you. Uh, they also got Laurie in the deal, Lori Marketing. and he I, I love Laurie Marketing. I like Laurie. I mean, you know, every piece that Utah got in this trade is a good piece, but not a great piece. And in a trade for a superstar, I always hate if you're the team trading way a superstar. and you're not getting one guy or one piece that I can point to and say, okay, this is going to really give me something to build with for the future. I don't really think Sexton, Laurie, uh, Abaji and the picks really, really help Utah other than losing games this year for Victor. So I guess if that was their job, to just to get picks and be bad for Victor, they... Accomplish that but I just don't like trading a superstar and getting not one big name back well You gotta think about it in the Utah Jazz situation. They got rid of Rudy for I think a steal uh So many a straight haul of first-round picks from Minnesota Especially on a guy that they had planned for over a year now. They had been talking to get rid of him They got rid of him dumped his salary out got a lot of picks in return. I think they win that deal and then Donovan Mitchell, they were kind of forced. Donovan Mitchell's like, hey, I don't want to play with Rudy. And then they got Rudy and didn't get an asset back. So he's like, why would I stay here? I have nothing to play no, for. Of course, if I'm Mitchell, if I'm Gobert, I, I don't want to keep running the same thing back and again and again and again. We know it didn't work. It hasn't worked they can't win meaningful games long term with that squad especially playoffs exactly in the playoffs they'd struggle so many times before I they hadn't even reached the conference finals when they even had that one huge year where they were the number one seed and finals favorites but again who knows what happens in the lottery who knows what happens with these picks who knows if you know Victor is even gonna be good I don't like the idea. Of blowing up you have two, and the Rudy trade of course you, you 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 see you can get that many picks back for Rudy you have to do it but for Mitchell I would have liked him to see them get something back you know maybe get involved in a Durant three-team trade maybe try to get you know a a great young piece that may might not be as good as Mitchell but is something that can really build with going forward. I don't think you can build with Sexton. I don't think you can build with marketing. The only real team that had any other real interest and was in talks to, you know, be able to get this superstar, Donovan Mitchell, was the Knicks. And we know the Knicks, a poverty franchise known for multiple times running free agency deals. Like when they had almost Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie messed that up. They could have gotten Donovan Mitchell. Messed that up. They could have gotten LeBron when he went to Miami. Messed that up. They're a poverty franchise. I expected this from them. But when the GM came out salty, talking about the Donovan Mitchell trades and how nothing's going to go down, uh, I kind of expected this. I, I knew that New York would never really pull anything off for Donovan Mitchell. I'm just surprised that it happened to be Cleveland. I kind of got the feeling the the minute RJ signed his extension that that trade wasn't going to happen. I don't think the Jazz would have traded Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks if they didn't get RJ back. And with that poison pill extension that RJ signed, uh, there wasn't really any way that they could get him to Utah. So I guess it did narrow the teams down. But if I was Utah, I would have been calling Orlando for Suggs or Franz. I would have been calling Houston. Maybe you could get one of their young guys from them. I don't know. I, if, I, if I'm Houston, do you give Jalen Green? No, I, I'm a huge Jalen Green guy. You don't. I think Jalen Green. Then who do you have? Jalen Green or Jabari? That's the only thing you can trade for Donovan. Yes, but you know, maybe I think about Jabari. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the pairing of Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Green together. But if Jalen Green can develop like a playmaker, like he said he would, go, would be was going to, that think that would be an interesting team. So. Okay, now t- enough about hypotheticals. Talking about the team that we saw that just happened, there is um Donovan, and Evan Mobley. This three pairing, how, how good do you think this team don't is? Don't forget Jared Allen. Jared, Jared Allen is, is a sleeper player. Yes, he did I'm worried he did about is. the defense. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 6'1". Um uh, you, you think the backcourt is 6-1. Too small? It's not only that they're small, they don't they not a defense, defenders. you know. Yeah. Don. There were times last year where Donovan Mitchell was the worst defender in the league, In the playoffs, the Mavericks were just bullying him, possession after possession. There is Garland isn't the best defender, but with two guys like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, who is arguably an all NBA defender already, that makes me feel better, you know. You're not you're not going to let up points in the paint with Mobley and Allen on the floor. But think about it in the scenario of let's say they had to face the Warriors in the finals. Let's say that the matchup instead of being Boston happened to have been the Cavs. I feel like Curry goes for forty every night. Well, you know Curry, Clay, Pool, those guys are eating. You know, and you look at the East; it's a bunch of good scoring guards and. I don't know how they're going to be able to compete with the teams like Philly who, you know, say what you want about Harden but he's losing weight in the offseason. It's a tough matchup. I don't know who's guarding them, that guy. I don't know who's guarding no, Jalen Brown. Uh, no. If it was the Sixers, that's a nightmare for them. Having JoJo have to be guarded by Evan Mobley and then after Evan Mobley goes down, then he has that's, to rest. that Jared Allen. Has well, to that's him. the he- dream scenario for Philly though. That's why you get Harden. You, you have Maxie and Harden now. So if you go against the team that has a lockdown paint defense, you know, a Jared Allen and Evan Movley, you always have the Maxis and the Hardens who can feast and get you easy points. I, I I don't I like if you point to one matchup in the East with the upper echelon, I don't know if I still favor them over any of those teams. The Cavs, you think the Cavs can't be any of the top three seeds in the East? Well let's say you go down the list, you say the Bucks I mean, yeah. Giannis... Giannis has his, his work cut off for him. I mean, it's not not, a, no, no, it's not an easy series. They made themselves more competitive with this trade, no doubt. But specifically for the 2022-2023 season, I don't really see an outlet for them to make, reach the finals. I really think that even if they get past one of these upper teams, they're going to get caught by one of the other ones. Do you think they need that veteran i think that that to teach them how to play long series and kevin love has been that kind of for the team and i'm not saying kevin love is you know t wolves k love or even cleveland k love you know when he was with lebron but this kevin love is not bad at all and what he was doing for this team when they were actually being competitive being a double double machine that played good minutes coming off of the bench in rotation with the young guys and the young guys loved him. Well, he's getting up to an age. I'm not I'm not gonna really count on Kevin Love to be a big contributor on a finals contender. But JB Bergerstaff he's a good coach. He proved that last year. If he can stagger these minutes and, you know, play a coro and play Lavert to, you know, kind of play off of the weaknesses of garland and mitchell they could definitely make it work so i don't want to count them out they're definitely a good team in the east but i have people need to slow down and saying their finals favorites or favorites out of the east i don't think they're anywhere near that as of this year so if you don't think the Cavs are the favorites out of the east then who would it be we have boston who just came from a finals run and let me add brought into the team this offseason gallonary Danilo Gallinari, my fault, and Malcolm Brogdon, two huge additions, Underweight is already stacked, in my opinion, Boston team. Well, you know, the Bra- the Brogdon and especially the Gallinari edition have kinda gotten lost in the rest of the off season sauce. I in my opinion, I think this is the most impactful signing of all that I've seen, to be honest. Signing? I don't know about that, you know. Ben, but that's in my opinion the biggest offseason. That's a loaded that's a loaded backcourt. Now, a lot of depth. You know, you got Brogdon, you still got Marcus Smart Marcus Smart who won defensive player of the year. You have Pritchard, who played some big playoff minutes for them. You have uh, Jalen Brown as well as a guard. Jalen Brown as a guard. Derek White. you got a lot of guys who can all shoot relatively. You know, Marcus Mark gets out of control sometimes. It's it's a lot of guys to throw at Garland and Sexton. So that's a matchup I don't like for them. And Boston, yeah, they made all these great additions and they went to the finals. And saying all that, I still don't think they're favorites out of the East. I, I would give the nod to, to the Bucks for sure. In my opinion, last year, you and me, you know, coming into this last playoff run, uh, we had discussed who our picks were for the playoffs. I called the Bucks, And if it wasn't for injury, I still very, like, I would put money that the Bucks would have won. Uh, yeah, I agree. But now with this new addition to the Boston Celtics, yes, Chris Middleton was injured, but what did the Bucks do? What did they improve on that the, that the Boston didn't improve on twice as much Golinari adds Golinari and Brogdon, I was seeing this of their combined uh, averages together 30 points a game over 5 assists over 5 rebounds a game in just those 2 players and adding them in rotational minutes with already JT Jalen Brown Time Lord you know how many different types of rotation they can run they can have an easy rotation of Brogdon at the one, Smart at the two, JB at the three, JT at the four, and then one road, time, time road at the five? Or they, can e- or they can even have Brogdon at the two, or JB at the two, have Brogdon come off the bench, or have Smart come off the bench. There's so many things at this spot. It's a versatile lineup. Yeah, it's a lot of guys you can throw them. We're not gonna in. who are not going to retire. These aren't just guys. No, these are playoff guys. These are playoff guys. Guys That's you like, want on your team. You know they're JT. gonna make a big impact and jt's a superstar i think honestly i think last year's finals was a fluke i think it was his first year he was nervous and what what do we see are the biggest fear about the boston celtics when it came to their stars was that when jt was not there jb couldn't step up but it was actually the opposite and jt got the injury last year and he's come out since and he said it's really affected him the wrist And who knows, you know, if he's healthy that series, they might take it. They might take it to six or seven. And, you know, in the game seven, who knows what happens. And not only that, I I think this Boston team now, another year under their belt, they just went to the finals after what? The last time getting this close was reaching the conference and losing in seven to LeBron. Yeah, and I look at my short list for potential mvps and I I like Jason Tatum a lot. I think he I think he's got a good shot at it. I really do think he's going to come this in and be hungry. You uh, think this I think is. I like every, everything I've heard from him, everything I've seen of him. I I just think he's got it. I really really like Tatum. Tatum's a guy whose stock I'm really buying it on. But let's not forget around the trade deadline last year, this was a team that people were like maybe they should blow it up you know i i i don't know do you think that this year they could have as bad of a start no as they did last no year? i don't think that's possible but i think they did turn a corner but well, this what is what do, team... do you think was the thing that like you know made them switch so much from you know the all-star break to becoming well something the clicked bef- bef- when they were struggling i remember marcus Smart coming out and saying tatum and brown are playing too much Isol ball they're playing in a time really playing as a team exactly. I think something clicked with the team the chemistry started working and They started firing and they had a uh, first-year coach Ime Udoka who down the stretch really really improved with experience and in his first playoffs really impressed me he, he seemed like he belonged with the other playoff coaches. Ime Udoka looked like a straight veteran with his coaching with his rotation with his rotational minutes, especially in that net series there were so many matchups that you could have said that probably weren't favorable for them But even Wudoka always made the changes and that's why that that's team even with having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, the Celtics were still too much for them. Didn't they end them in five if I'm correct? Which series the Nets series last playoff. That was a sweep. That was a sweep. I forget. They a only win a single game Yeah, two Hall of Famers who are still good still top five top ten players in the league They could not win a single game against this young Boston team led by a, what, 24-year-old, 25-year-old JT? Yes. Well, and, you know, it was a very close four-game series. I think every game in that series was, you know, still, each team was still in it in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, they, they shocked me in that series. I don't think anyone had a sweep, you know. Maybe some predicted Boston would win. You know, or maybe even winning six, but a sweep didn't really even seem like it was in the cards they, they impressed me. They impressed me that series but the thing the concern I have with them is If they have to go through another gauntlet, you know, they played the Nets and then the second round they played the Bucks again did they play the Bucks and the? They played the Bucks. They played the Bucks, and then they played the Heat. You know that was a gauntlet, and they got to the Warriors. By the time they got to the Warriors, that team felt like it was kind of spent. I don't think there is a way they can go through the East again, and not be spent by the time they get to the finals. It's uh, it's a gauntlet. I, I will say this, like yes, they did have to face good competition, good competition, but now with how good the East has been, I think that would happen to them anyway that's what i'm saying but 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 also i think they were so gassed honestly due to the inexperience that they had you know they started every game like the first game the game that they won they won because al horford and derrick white had the games of their career and if the first game opening in the finals your star player is nowhere to be found it's not a good series it's not a good start and i knew from there the series was not looking good for Boston Well, okay, the additions kind of helped with that as when well J- When JT is off, when Jalen Brown is off, a guy like Gallinari, who can come off the bench gives you 20 every single night He's been a what, former All-Star? He's, a. Well, he's, he's reaching the, near, the end of his career, even when he was in Atlanta, even though as soon as the, their last series, the series they lost against Miami, he was f- for sure a contributor. And that's what they need. That's the, the motto of Boston right now, is they just have a bunch of contributors. I think that this team is built for a dynasty. I think if... Mm. That's I think a strong word. If the players... Listen, if the team gets their stuff together and jt steps up and jb steps up how they're supposed to you know as growing superstars do if they step up they take their next step step in an echelon when it comes to superstardom i don't really see many teams in the east competing at least as of right now at least as of right now Is i don't mean like to be you know consistently taking them on and being able to take i don't i don't really see it I think there's too many teams in the East that are great. Uh, the talent pool in the entire NBA, even the teams that aren't going to make the to play out this if, play. if we go through the East, right, and we talk about teams, who would you have over Boston? The Bucs, possibly. Well, that's the thing, though. In one series, I have maybe only the Bucks ahead of them. But you got to think they got to win three series in a row. And when you say dynasty, that's... Teams that are carving through their conferences like butter. I don't think this team is built to carve through the East Philadelphia butter. Honestly, Philadelphia in my opinion it's just a playoff team. I think if they were even going against one, gonna end up being the ten seed in the East. Let's say the 10 seed bypasses the play and gets in, I think it's still a tough series. I still think that team has the potential to take them to six. Listen, if you were to and, tell me if you were to tell me before Gallonari and Brogdon came to the team that this is this same team is running again, then maybe I'm not as confident as I was earlier about it. But with this two addition this makes an already complete finals team right a great finals team to a what almost historically good that's not you're 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 doing math that doesn't work in the nba you know you can't say this team made the finals last year and they got better so they're gonna at least have to make it again that's not really how it works i think you You know, know the boston celtics Finals is the floor. Anything that's not the finals is a horrible season for them. I think it's a. I think that's season. a stretch. I think that's a stretch. I think in the East, with how stacked it is now, with how much better yeah, they've gotten in the last few years, conference finals, anything below that is a, is I, a straight. you look, if you look at the East team by team, it's a bunch of teams who got better, who were young, and are going to progress. The Mets, the Mets got worse. The Nets got worse, but you and know, Bobby Durant's gonna get worse. You still, gonna get worse. We don't know that for a fact, and you know, a full season playing together. Who knows what's going on with Ben Simmons? They added. uh, They just add, added. Ben Simmons doesn't even want to. Play. They just added Keith Morris. Ben Simmons doesn't. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Ben Simmons could make a Superman hero return this season and look like defensive player of the year. It's in the cards but Ben Simmons does not want to play that is the problem if he enjoyed playing basketball we don't look we can say he didn't enjoy playing basketball in Philly and we could say he's found every excuse thus far to not play but we could also say these mental health issues were you know in fact true and maybe he does overcome them and maybe he does come back and excels well people forget how good he was when he was playing he's one of the best defensive players in the league. listen I agree that he is that Ben Simmons is an RNBA defender that he has potential to even if he doesn't really develop his game still be a top 10 uh, playmaker in the league that's how good he is but if he does not get out there he does not play just practicing in the gym just keeping up with cardio is not the same as in-game experience and with years passing by you know that he doesn't have under his belt that he that his competition doesn't really have on him you know i mean that he doesn't really have on his competition he doesn't really have the time the experience the games played his peers are starting to pass him by Lionel yeah, mean Mitchell should have won that directly of the year. Well his, career's been he, he's, uh, well, his career has definitely turned out better. But, you know, that's irrelevant. I'm just saying it's a possibility he does come back and he looks like the Ben Simmons we saw from before even better. Who knows? But like there's there are so many scenarios for that team, and one of them is most certainly they come back stronger and they look like East favorites, like they were prior to even the playoffs starting. Kevin has Kevin Durant even given his opinion on Ben Simmons? Has he even has he even said oh yeah, I'm looking forward for Ben and stuff like that? Because ever since Kevin Durant stayed with the team, I haven't heard anything from him. I don't know if he's just angry, I don't know if he's unhappy. Well I think Kevin is just like I don't know what's going on with that situation, so I'm not gonna comment on it. When Ben Simmons is playing basketball for the Nets, I'm gonna be excited. But he's not doing that right now, so why talk about someone who's not playing with the team? Uh, I guess I guess but calendar being wanting to be out and being forced to play this season is not good for this team They got swept in the first round last year That's not gonna help their confidence and coming into this year with not only a worse roster But a team that just genuinely does not want to be there doesn't want to play with each other Look, I can agree with you. I can agree with you. But that's just one of the many okay, teams in the so East who's gotten better. The Nets didn't get better. I thought they did. No, I think they How did. Why the get better? Well, just inherently, if Ben Simmons even plays one game for them, it's the team. I I agree. I agree. So, what do you... Now, moving away from the Nets. Going to Philly. I'd like, Okay, you, you want to go to Philly. Okay, Philly's another squad. They have... They're the same same but they added maxi i mean they didn't add maxi but they've added another year under maxi as a primary square on the squad he's gotten some playoff experience under his belt who knows what the ceiling on maxi is what if he's the true number two superstar for and now you're only asking Harden to be a third option slash playmaker I don't love my third player being paid almost, almost or if not more than Embiid is. So we saw him to take a pay cut, and we're seeing him make, moves, uh, make strides in the offseason to make sure his conditioning is straight from the get-go in the season, and let's not forget, it was not that long ago when we were talking about James Harden with the five best players in the league. James Harden is only as good as he wants to be himself, cause it's all about him. When he went to the Nets, those what year and a half, two two seasons, he played great. Two seasons, he played fine. I'm, I'm not gonna say the I'm very healthy. Let's let's look. We can say that situation was a failure, and it was. I mean we'll see what happens with them. But when those team guys were all healthy and playing together, they looked like everything we thought they were gonna be. They looked unstoppable, they looked like they were gonna cruise to a championship. I thought that this team was like even worse than that, you know, Golden State twenty seventeen year when they got Kevin Durant. I thought it was gonna be even worse than that. Yeah, I thought so as well. But I guess it just doesn't work. And part of it is Jim Togan's fault. I'd say it's all three of their faults, but I'm not gonna say and sit here and be like, "Oh, James Harden played fine. He did well, so." Say, say what you want about James. Getting you know? a listen, getting a max contract player, giving as many assets as they give for him, just for him to give you a season and a half of effort and then say, "Get me out of here," it's just. I think I think it's just disrespectful, and I'm not one to praise. Um, you know, GMs or anything, because rich billionaires, I don't care that they're getting screwed over. But him being paid this much, to be in a team in Philadelphia where he's not even expected anymore to be the, the second best player, the, the second scoring option, I think this really hurts Philadelphia. I don't think... Okay, what well, you want to say in the future if it hurts them or not, that's, you know, a completely separate discussion, but specifically presenting to this upcoming season, Harden, Maxi, and Bede, uh, you still have Tobias, you still have um, fiber on that squad, it's, it's a squad that can compete. It's a lot of, and Bede was, you know, some people's MVP last year, a lot of people's MVP last year. But you and me have said gazillions of times, it's You know, just, yeah, well, you know that's okay. If he's not one, he's two. It was a great, great season for MB. If he can replicate that, and we get, you know, even a fraction of Houston James Harden, and Maxi even takes a small lead forward, and guys like Tobias, you know, prevent themselves from regressing, that's a tough out in the East. That's a tough, tough team that'll take you to six or seven, regardless of who you are. And then. If Philadelphia is as good as you claim. I don't even think they could still take Boston. No, no, even they're not they, even... And they still do. They're by, my, by no means my favorite team No, yes. a, a series sleeper... No, team? they're not a sleeper. I don't think... I wouldn't even put them in the category of... Uh, Finals contenders So if you wouldn't even put him there then But it's a You know Okay, look at Atlanta Atlanta decides DeJounte Murray They still have Trey They still have John Collins They still have all those guys surrounding them DeAndre Hun- Hunter I think them adding DeJounte Makes Atlanta 20 games better. I don't think it makes it 30 games better. Well, it doesn't have to make them 30 games better. It makes them, that 20 games is, is a big, big difference. You know, you're talking about a team that from well, a 9C to a 6C. Yeah, you're saying they're going to be a 16 team. What did they win last year? What 43 wins. 43 wins. Yes. They were playing team with 43 wins. Then 43 wins, they have, let's say, 10 more wins. Still, That's a 10 out and again I w- in a single series I would not pick them over Boston. But if you're Boston you gotta go through Philly and then after you beat Philly you gotta go through let's say the Hawks and then you go through the Hawks and you gotta go through the Bucks. Bob it's like that's that's a you're gonna stumble somewhere there. I uh, like Atlanta, which is very fun, you know I, I think this season is going to be very entertaining now that DeJounte joined Atlanta. I still don't see that team as anything really special either. What else in the East is there? There's Toronto. Toronto Scotty Barnes, the rookie, the rookie of the year. Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, Freddie OG in the movie. Freddie's just getting older. Freddie is not old, though. He's still going to give you your 20. That's that's a squad that's gonna get better with you know, like Scotty could come in and make a huge year to lead and be good immediately, be a superstar. When it's in the cards, and if he is, that's another tough team you've gotta play in the East. Even if he doesn't, it was a tough team last year, and they're only gonna get better. No, Pascal was an All NBA player last year. Let's not forget, Pascal did take a step up after he stopped spinning. Yeah he turned off play play mode. When was on mode, he was pretty good. But the team listen. You and me, you know, as biased as we are, I wanna stop talking about other teams. I wanna talk about the magic. How good do you think this roster in the next five years can be? In the next five years, your predictions for the roster. Five years is tough to for me to objectively give you an opinion. Five years. Do you even think he's he the finals in the next five years? Hey, uh, mm, I think Paolo is legit. I think Paolo is a superstar. I really do. I think Paolo is gonna come in and show it immediately as well. And Franz is probably gonna end up going down as the most underrated rookie from that class. You know, people never talk about him in the group with Cade and Green and Mobley and Scotty. But he's I think really he's nice. right there with them. I think he's right there with them. People forget when the draft did happen, Suggs was in that category with them. Who knows if he takes a step up and uh, joins right back with them? That's it's certainly possible. Uh, I was watching uh, a Suggs highlight play today from uh, Gonzaga, where he does almost a full, almost half court pass. From one side to the other and stuff like that that makes me hopeful when I watch him because it's that stuff you You don't teach you know how you it's it's stuff that you know from playing the game from learning the game from being a Student and you know really focusing and getting you you know your game up the shooting is the main concern with him If he if he can get that right, you know, I like his form and he was taking some deep threes last year which encourages me if he, if he can get his shooting right, even in that dura- disastrous rookie season, he was a plus defender. He was one of the better defenders on a bad team. So, and listen, hey, bad shooter and all, he still has some problems. Yeah, of course, he had some flashes of greatness. And he's going to form some chemistry with these guys. You know, as these guys just play more and more games together, they're all just going to get better together. And Orlando, with the addition of Palo, they don't need some. A number one or even number two guy They just need them to be a rock for the team and I think that's not too much to ask of a guy like that With that much raw potential coming in. When we got Suggs and Franz I didn't even have Paolo in the back of my head at that time. I was just happy that we got Suggs you know and Franz and seeing these two guys who from This season have shown that hey, they are good. They have potential to be you know, all stars, if not perennial all stars, and some of them even, you know, all NBA players. So, when I see this team, and then I see the addition of Paolo, basically, what Jacked Carmelo, Pff, Jacked Carmelo, you Jacked know. Carmelo who takes steroids, <laughs> Jack Carmelo six ten, uh, six ten Jacked Carmelo Anthony. If we get even. of that you know, Orlando is going to be a problem in the East. And Paulo looks like a monster. Many veterans were saying, "The Draymond Green. Draymond Green, literally right after summer league, said after watching all the young prospects, watching the summer league games, the one who is the most NBA ready, the one who is that boy, is Paolo, and it's for a reason. He has his game. He has he has a nice jumper. He can play in the post. He's big. He gets rebounds. He plays good defense." He's also a slasher. The passing, yeah, he can, he the passing as the well, mainly surprised me. R.J. Hampton, who played with him in the summer league, did an interview and said the thing that surprised him most about Palo was Day One he came in with the basketball IQ and passing of a veteran. If he can carry that into the season, and he could just be the guy and half court sets you give the ball to, and you can trust him to make big decisions, make the big plays. That's a scary team. And having a guy like Jalen who can help him, you know, ease off the whole playmaking, considering how good J- uh, Jaylen Suggs is as directing the floor and so Franz as well as a point forward. Yes. I think I think we put Paulo in the situation. We really gave him the keys and really set him up to have a spectacular rookie season. And we've we've already touched on we just touched on Paulo and Suggs and Franz. This team has so it's many sad. Young guys, J. I, all young, you know, just look at the wings, you got uh, the guard, you've got Suggs, we already talked about, you have Cole Anthony who, you know, started the season on fire, if he can keep that going for a whole season, he's a most improved player candidate. No, Cole Anthony... In my head, I think he has the potential to this year, even if it's not the best shooting percentage to average 20-25 almost. And everything we just said about Colt, he is not even the guy I think is going to be starting for the team. I think Markel Fultz, who was healthy last year, made Orlando an almost 500 team. Their defensive rating shot through the roof. He's... A very, very trustworthy ball handler, and passer, a good enough defender that you can have him out there and not have to worry about him. The mid range shot is legit. And his finishing ability is borderline elite. And you've got, you know, the wings. You got Jonathan Isaac, who, when healthy, even a few years ago, was a defensive defensive player of the year candidate. All oh yeah, yeah to the season he got injured, he started off the season being considered in the runnings for defensive player of the year. Chumai Okiki, who's only a few years after the ACL injury, which is the only reason he got taken as late as he was, was showing some really good flashes, you know, there's some consistent state improvement. He just needs to keep it consistent, but if his three-point shooting can stay, you know, on point for a whole season, his defending is great. Uh, Another wing that we brought in, uh, Gary Harris. Gary Harris, we just re-signed him. Gary Harris is a great. Veteran presence who's gonna be a 3 and D guy and he's gonna be one of the rocks of the team and one of the veterans who's been there That's gonna be really important going forward if this team makes playoff series I-, I love having so many guards and so many wings that can defend because it just makes our team so, vers- so versatile It allows us to defend the paint defend outside be able to move in transition switch You know that's the number one thing like what every team is trying to aim to do now is just have five guys out there so that do on to anyone mm-hmm. and if you look at Orlando, i don't know who in the future is better poised to do that they've got big wings great bigs who can defend like one down mo, big guards who can all defend you know aside from let's say goal It's it's gonna be a tough team to go against in the future if they progress how we think they're gonna progress But that's the key. You know when you're projecting five years out some guys fall off some guys surprise you It's hard, but if things go the way they're supposed to go I don't think there's a team that I would take over Orlando in terms of the next five years In the next five years, I have high hopes for our team. I have two chips I don't know about that. I have one chip, one chip in the next five years. I don't, uh, you know, With a superstar player, and the team being set up as it is. I think the only people who can mess up is themselves. I think that the way our team is set up, the way we have set up our contracts, and that's not even speaking about future free agencies, since we have no bad contracts. We only have young players. Our only real vet that we're paying money and not even a lot of money to it's Terrence Ross so we have no contracts on the books no money's on the books our team is young they like playing with each other we we just discussed how versatile they are defensively and offensively as well with a lineup of a guy like markel cole jalen Fonz, you know a fan favorite bomber who thank god we resigned for a good friendly contract. for a good friendly contract well, I, I don't know um i'm gonna i'm gonna resume what i said about as being the best team in the next five years, I don't know if I'd go that far. That's that's my objectivity starting to weigh away, but. If you look at the the superstars in the NBA, you know, they're all pretty young right now, aside from uh. So that's what I say low five years out from now I expect to chip it to those guys are still going there. Giannis isn't going anywhere, Jokic isn't going anywhere. Yeah, but five is years. Is from is from from world. World. Five years from now, when we look at the young stars that we talk about superstars, superstars. Unless Giannis completely revamps his team in the next couple years. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brook Lopez might not even be in the league. He might have been retired by that point. Like, you know, well, on this stage, if that happens, Giannis could just leave. Giannis could just leave, but... When it comes to teams, how many teams do you think are in a better situation than us? Well, when let talk 10 years. That's when we no, start listen, discussing no, Orlando. Because... You got guys like Paolo and Franz and Suggs, who are basically locks to be there for the next eight or so years. But plus, Plus they're only gonna get better. Yeah, but still, I don't, I don't see other teams with enough assets and enough growth that I could see that. Hey, couple years, five years from now, three years, four years, team. If you take the, the, the in my in my opinion, in my opinion, three years from now. Giannis and this Bucs team could be completely different. That's how I think the team is. The team is, in my opinion, one bad season away from blowing up. Yeah, okay, well the, the Bucs run. go away. Think about all the other young teams. That they're to is that either gonna? Cleveland is the, play the play. only other East team. Cleveland or, or Atlanta probably. Cleveland, Atlanta, Toronto. Toronto's not really. The young. Pistons. Who knows? The Pistons. Pistons are- the Hornets. This is always bad. Okay, well you got Cade, and you have Ivy who is probably the best person you could put next to Cade. They're probably going to be bad again, so who knows what they get in this next no, draft. No, they, they get victor. Any of these teams can get victor. It, it, it's, someone's going to get him, and that's the team we are going to have to compete with hopefully it's not a team and you look at the and west you know the, the west has got a bunch of young teams that okay see all those picks showing sure. the 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 west is what is kind of i think the most intriguing right now because i think unlike like the east the west is very unpredictable when the west is stacked the west has a bunch of teams who i wouldn't be surprised would make if they made the play in think about the jump that the pelicans are gonna make the pelicans zion. are gonna be huge Was they get zion back well they competed with <coughs> the, they the one seed and finals favorite at the time and took them to seven in a very very competitive series that they could have won. they really couldn't won and they didn't have keep in mind Brandon ingram wasn't even there for all all of the games um they didn't have zion they, they didn't have zion he might come in and they shut everyone up and be the best player on the team he might be the best player like well if he resumes where he left off i think he's the best player on the team and cj seemed to work really well with the squad hirk jones surprised me. a lot of people hope jones looks like a foundational piece to a future obviously Dorado, he yeah, was a great man. bench player Dorado was great yes i mean that's just one of the many teams in the east you think about thunder like i said with shay and chet going forward all those picks you've got houston Green, who I wouldn't really, really believe in, Jabari, Jabari I, I think he's more legit than, than Jalen, but... No, I, I think Jalen is going to be a 25-plus point-per-game guy in the league one day. And if he can develop his playmaking, you know, we're talking about a guy who could, you know, be a, follow the prototype of a guy like Harden. But, when you say best team in the next ten years you have to talk about the teams who already have superstars. Like Jokic who's not even, you know, approaching his thirties yet. And he's got guys like Jamal and MPJ around him. Oh, Both oh, Highland is oh. a surprising work with Nuggets. Listen, in my opinion, I think the Nuggets should try their hardest to pair Jokic up with somebody. I don't think so. I think they should just roll I think they're uh, You think I, they should just roll with the earlier if I thought the Celtics were asleep but I said no I think the Nuggets were Final sleeper. I don't think they're getting enough respect. uh I think Jokic is just too good, and there were stretches where last year we talked about how, um, when Jokic was on the floor, they were one of the best offensive teams in the league. When Jokic was off the floor, they were one of the worst teams overall in the league. Yeah, no, and that just speaks to how good Jokic was. Jokic last year exactly. So coming back again, you have a guy who's a now. In my opinion, consensus, but you know, not unanimous. When it comes to actual, actual, yeah. But a two-time MVP coming back to a team that is not doing anything with them—they don't need to. You can say if the Nuggets, the Nuggets had a healthy MPJ and a healthy Jamal Murray last year, they could have challenged the Warriors. I don't see why they couldn't have. The the Warriors were the team that I was surprised to see reach the finals. I, I had no idea that they would have even made it past the second round. That team for me was the biggest sleeper, in my opinion. I didn't think they were gonna be. They didn't come. They came out of nowhere, and you know, in classic Warriors fashion, they did catch some injury breaks in the playoffs. You know, they went against the Nuggets without. Their second and their third best player. They went against the Grizzlies when the Grizzlies had him in trouble with that And was in there. Uh, That's a team that I completely forgot about. Josh just had an, uh, what? MVP cal- caliber year? He won, M- he won most improved, but he could have said he could have been MVP. Yeah, he, I think he's his Audrey right now. It's like top five or six to win MVP this year. Like, and Desmond Bane, Dylan Brooks... Like that the Anthony Melton. That team is deep. It is a good team. Triple J. Triple J. I love Triple J. That's, that's a team that, like, you know, I say maybe you want to pair a uh, job with, uh, with a superstar on. I think that team is good. They've almost got too many pieces. Do you think that for them it would be more beneficial to either get some of these pieces and get a real superstar or do you think to try to make the pieces that they have even better yeah there they were some people talking about them getting KD this year and i think that his i, time, I think that's unrealistic. The, the KD's timeline doesn't really fit their timeline I, I even if they could pull it off i don't uh, think it would be worth what it cost. No, in my opinion unless they were trying to win in the next three years KD is either impossible to get or too not realistic Not good. yeah for and donovan Mitchell opened up and i don't like his fit with jaw either so they didn't really link themselves with him but we see it every off season a superstar request to trade and you know you look at some of these guys who are in potentially unhappy situations you know if a cat becomes available what if a no, cat now that they got rudy they got rudy so cat could you know Take the I And that's another team we talk about that's really good. We I completely forgot about the Rudy edition. That's Rudy, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. That's a squad. T H T. That's a squad. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a squad right there. Yeah. No. Which, which is the new the new team that's young with the, with the West? Well, the Pelicans are the big one. I think the Pelicans can challenge. The Warriors, I think they could really. Do you uh, think the Ray comes back this year, and is. Because nah, nah, well. now that I was Pool. That was that hurt. Because I thought, in my opinion, I thought Curry and Clay were like you know Pool was their next guy. I thought they were gonna build around Pool, and they got rid of him. It was it like right after you know winning a chip? Who Pool? Yeah. Well, they still have Pool. They resigned him. No, Poole's a contract is up next year, where well, it's gonna be a problem because Poole, if they have re-signed pool to what he's gonna demand on the market, I don't know if they're gonna be able to pay that luxury tax number. But when you talk about Wiseman, Wiseman he he still hasn't played games of meaningful basketball yet. He played a little bit in that tank season where Curry was hurt. Uh yeah. he didn't. He didn't even seem phenomenal. He man. didn't seem no. He didn't. Um, coming yeah, up the draft, pick Lamar. Oh, but that's that's that's, so that's who I wanted. Yeah, but that's. No, that's, that's we talking about that one. Yeah, but like, wise man. Yeah, wise man. I don't know. I have to. He's he's a case of I gotta see it believe well. it. Yeah, I think there's a couple players like that that I would say that I, I need to watch for me to see if this is legit. I, it wouldn't be fair to project him to be something he has not shown to be, and he hasn't even shown to be able to be on the court. You know, they needed them. They could have probably used Wiseman had he had a little bit more experience in the playoffs. You know, that, that's a big, that big has always been a weakness for them. And if he could even be... Sh- one quarter of the player you was supposed to be coming out of the draft, that's a squad. That is it that's a dynasty team you really do need No, about the, it, that it, that is it. a dynasty team. Talking about dynasties, the craziest one to see that is finally after years and years of playing and being in the playoffs of Spurs. Like is great will Great Popovich retire now this team is done? Uh I th- do you think they'll try to rebuild as quickly as possible, no. no. I think gone. I think not taking your time with this b rebuild would be a huge, huge mistake i I think the best move for pop right now is to either go to a team that's looking to win now and needs a coach, or to just retire right off to the sunset. Because I don't really think the Spurs are going to be able to put a team together before he's even, you know, 90 or 95 years old. You know, I think the goal for them is to get Victor. You can never bank on that. But if they do, the, everything we're talking about here obviously changes. But you trade DeJounte, you get all your picks. You know, you still have some guys who I like, like Elton Johnson, who I think is going to have a big year. But... No real pieces that you can build a championship around and really point to. So, no, I'm not going to say that the Spurs can do anything while well but is just still there as a coach. Well, that's how we got for today. Thank you guys for listening to the whole thing. Uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. I am I'm uh, thank you Bye. So